welcome to the Life Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! All right, welcome to the Lab Support Podcast brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I am June Colson here with my co-host and best friend, Michelle Van Dusen. Michelle with one L, Van Dusen. Oh my goodness, it's so good to see you. I feel like uh, I feel like we haven't got to chat in a while. So woo, we got a lot to talk about today. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I know you've been on the road. So come on, share all the details. And I, I've got a couple of stories, uh, but I think we'll probably do that on the next podcast. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I just um, I just got back this week from going to the Clean Comedy Challenge in Greenwood, Indiana. And, um, and yeah, that was really cool. They had, I think they originally had like 35 contestants registered, which was the wow. biggest group of people, yeah, that she's ever had. And um, it may have boiled down to like 33 by the time that, that they uh, they did the event. And it was really cool because they divided it up into two different shows each night. So you saw like 15 comedians and, you know, and then another 15 or whatever. And um, and it was awesome. But I have to tell you, Michelle, I, I, I pulled a Michelle Van Dusen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. What did you do? Okay. So, you know, Michelle has a way of uh, accidentally messing up people's names on occasion. <laughs> Just, a little. Just a little. Just a little. And the winner was one of the like few people that, that I didn't know. I knew a lot, you know, from competing in it last year, I knew a lot of people that were competing this year. And, and then there were a lot of people that were just, um, just other comedians that I've done shows with and things like that. So I knew most everybody with the exception of maybe, probably less than seven contestants. I didn't know them very well. And this was the one guy that I didn't know. And I remember them saying his last name. And I looked up on the board to find, because it was an odd last name. And I looked up on the board to find the the odd last name. And the first name was Jordan. So afterwards, I, you know, I, I went up and I was like, hey, man, congratulations, Jordan. Yeah, his <laughs> name is Griffin. It's not even Jordan. <laughs> It was Griffin. So, so you didn't just mess up his name. You messed up his name while you were talking to him. Just oh, yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Just, you know, Jordan, that was a really good job. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Totally different name. Totally different <laughs> name. But Griffin, Griffin Shira, maybe Shire or Shira is, um, is his name. Young guy from Indiana. Uh, really good writer. Um, very original material. That's what, you know, that's what I noticed was uh, just, you know, a lot of times we can have parallel thoughts and overlapping stories mm-hmm. and those kind of things. But everything that he did was very specific to like weird jobs that he's had and his personal life. And um, I remember getting into comedy, you know, a lot of people were like, you need to stick to your stories. You know, I do a lot of stuff about my mom and dad, hot dog and Mo, And um, it would be really difficult for someone else to one to steal that material and talk about hot dog and Mo. <laughs> that would be odd. But also it's just different. So if they've heard somebody talk about, uh, you know, family and and marriage and, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, you know, all of those things. And then I come up and do similar things. You know, it's it, it doesn't always make for the best show. So it was cool that he did a lot of stuff that was just very unique and, and um, specific 
to, uh, he was like a janitor at a zoo. I do remember that much. And it was really funny material. So big congratulations to everybody who, um, who <laughs> entered. They typically have like four or five finalists, but they brought up 11 and 11 did more time wow. on the last night. I can tell you, I was probably in complete uh, comedy overload by the time <laughs> we got done with all of that. So so that was really cool. And I know, Michelle, there's a lot of people that, that were competing that you're friends with and um, that you're very there supportive There was a of lot of talent on that show. A lot yeah. of talent. Yeah. Yeah. It was, really it was pretty good. awesome. So Griffin won, not Jordan. And okay. uh, that's, I even text two people and I'm like, I'm physically here. I'm here at the event. And they're like, who won? And I'm like, some guy named Jordan. And they're like, Jordan who? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, never mind. It wasn't a guy named Jordan. It was a guy named Griffin. So congratulations to Griffin. But yeah, so um, I did a clean comedy challenge, hung out, watched that, did a church show uh, with the folks after David Pendleton was a surprise guest at, at the church that we went to. He didn't live very far at all from the church that uh, that we did the show at. And it was a fundraiser for uh, missions to Haiti. And so that was really cool. And to get to see uh, David pop in and bring um, Aunt Tilly and, you know, do his thing. That was that was really awesome. So, yeah. Uh, cool. For those that are listening, David Pendleton is a ventriloquist. So Aunt Tilly mm -hmm. happens to be one of his um, dummies. Yeah, that's good to clarify yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. He brings out some elderly woman, his aunt, and he makes her sit on the stage. But but there was that. Before that, the stage, that, <laughs> before that um, I went to the LOL GCA. Uh, yes, tell after, me a little bit about that. Yeah, Gospel Comedy Association. It was absolutely amazing. It was I, I was beyond blessed by it was in Triangle, Virginia. Um, I met some fantastic comedians. I competed. Um, they did like a, you know, a, a competition. Anybody who wanted to enter, uh, you could, there was a, a small entry fee and then whoever won got the money from, you know, everybody putting in to the pot and, um, a gentleman named Jerry won and he, he goes by big daddy laugh a lot. And he was awesome. I'm telling you like, I, I remember when I looked up and saw that he was competing, I'd already seen him do a little bit of something and he was a rock star. And I was like, Lord, oh Lord, please, Jesus, don't make me go after him. Don't make me go after Big Daddy because I just <laughs> knew, I just knew he was going to do well. I'm telling you, Michelle, like people were falling out of their seats. <laughs> Leslie Robb at one point jumped up and spun in circles. You know, Leslie, who's been a guest on the show, a fellow comedian. Okay, um, we need to have him on. That you, oh you've my gosh, we, we do need to have Big Daddy on. Let's do we it. We definitely do. I'm telling you, after he was done, I was just looking to see if the bricks were still on the church. Like he rocked that room that hard. It was wicked awesome. So, so super cool. Couple of you know comedy trips that I've been on. Feeling good about it. And um, speaking of the LOL GCA, somebody that I got to see there is actually our guest on the <gasps> show today. Yeah, Michelle, nice. why don't you tell us who was on the podcast with us today? All right. Our guest today is Jason Earls. He is more than a comedian. This man is a gifted storyteller, and he shares that gift through videos, blogs, comedy, gifs. He's also a minister and a speaker, and he's highly sought after worldwide to teach on healthy families and marriages. Uh, and he qualifies because he has a wife. They've been married for over 20 years. They have six mm -hmm. amazing kids, and together they do marriage workshops. Uh, he's also served as the Christian Comedy Association president. 
Jason's been featured on Focus on the Family, uh, Trinity Broadcast Network. Uh, he was on the Kids Beach Club TV series. You know, it's the Telly Award-winning one. I, like, I, I could go on and on and on. But here's the best thing that you need to know about Jason. Are you ready? I'm you ready. ready to hear the best thing? Okay. The best thing is that Jason, he's our friend. So let's welcome to the Last Support <laughs> Podcast, Jason Earl. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? Jeez. Hey, so I'm awesome. Your, so I'm your awesome. friend, but you gave me a formal intro. It made me feel special. I'm like, who is this cat? Let me hear him. I need to hear this dude. What is he going to be talking about? Seriously, Jason, no, like for real, your accomplishments, um, your credentials, man, the, the way people uh, just look up to you and respect you and, you know, all the way from the comedy to, uh, you know, your ministry in, in, um, families you know you with go. the husband and wife i'm trying to I f- hear a little bit of feedback i'm turning down a little bit yeah my name's um, jordan by the way too you know i remember the first time i got a uh, you know when i won the clean comedy challenge they had something to say about me you know when they introduced me they're like june colson the clean comedy challenge winner of you know nashville's whatever 2020 and i was like because beforehand I'm, they're like hey how do you want us to introduce you and i'm like uh june bug right. <laughs> 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 make something up but really your list of accomplishments are, is extremely impressive and i think like when you look at that when you hear that do you process like that that god has allowed you to be involved in these things to to have so many accomplishments or is it surreal do you feel like it's you that's being talked about yo it's uh for a person who's lack confidence and you know uh about himself uh and i know some people don't know that but like what you see is the finished product of what god has done or not the finished product or just a sanctification process (laughs) of what that looks like of you know jesus giving a brother some victory over it as i i die to it daily uh so so yeah i'm 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 a little blown away when I hear it formally, I'm just like, wow, look at the stuff that God has done because yeah. I know what I come from in terms of just wanting to be do comedy or just realizing I was, I was funny. I can remember in seventh grade, just for the first time realizing after having an older brother, and being the youngest male in my generation, my family of a bunch of accomplished guys, neurosurgeons, rocket mm-hmm. scientists, all those guys. And then you got me, the last of the Mohicans. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what am I good at? You know, I've just been average at everything. Uh, but I realized like, you know what, man, I'm stinking funny. Like uh, that's mm-hmm. what I realized mm-hmm. that yeah. I was funny. And then fast forward, to around 1997, 98, just being able to, um, sitting in church uh, and they were talking about, there was a, a one month running thing called Occupy Till I Come, coming from Luke chapter 19. Mm-hmm. And it was the parable of the talents or the mina where mm-hmm. this guy became, uh, he was the next guy in charge of this, this country, but he left. And before he left to go prepare to rule, 
he left everybody with these talents and told them to occupy till I come to make most of it. Mm-hmm. And Michelle June, I remember sitting in church, bawling, crying, just like God, I want to take my ability to make people laugh and use it mm-hmm. into Christ returns. Mm-hmm. I just like, God, I, I hadn't been graded much, but I know I got this yeah. and I want you to take it and use it for your glory. So when I hear Michelle read that stuff, that's the stuff I think about, man. That's yeah. that's what I see. Sorry. Yeah. No. I hate doing podcasts with women. All my <laughs> feminine side. We just got started too. You just wait, man. You can have <laughs> get the boogers Jake, out of your um, mustache. <laughs> I'm just as shocked as you are, and, and that we're friends. I mean, God is so good to us. Oh wait, yeah. you meant all the other stuff. All the other yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All that other stuff. All that other stuff. But it is. It's it's amazing, and it's wonderful to be able to sit there and listen to that and see. And like you said, you know, everybody has a starting point in this. There was a starting yeah. point. Had your starting point, and you remember the humble beginnings, and then to be able to go, you know, it's different uh, when you have faith and when you know where these good gifts come from, you know, versus someone who could say, I did this, I did right. that, I, 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 I. We know where that gift comes from, and we know, you know, that that's the goodness of the Lord, and it, it is humbling, and it is exciting to be able to, to hear all of that. Now, you know, the the our podcast it's called Laugh Support, and we really do just kind of dive into um, the kind of support that you had. Really, we'd like to jump back kind of to the beginning. Now, we know you can't, you know, name everybody and we don't want to leave people out. But but when you think about as you began, obviously, the Lord was there with you. But maybe who's some people that he put in place right away that helped you? you? Yeah. Yeah. Made you as you began this journey into comedy. So uh, one one I would say, um, man, it, it was a guy. It, let, let's just uh, Mo Better. Let's start with Mo Better. <laughs> Mo Better's his name. He was from New York in college. And I ran for Mr. Virginia State University. And I always said, if I ever ran, was in one of those like man pageant, you know, deals for my talent, I would do a monologue. I wasn't doing comedy. But I decided, sure enough, I'm running for Mr. Virginia State University homecoming court. And they were like, yeah, you got you to gotta have a talent. Now, I was in the band and all that stuff. I was actually a drum major in college. Uh, so I did a model. I just did. I did a Martin Lawrence imitation of yes. a character that he did called Jerome. And I did that. And uh, i never forget. Mo Better uh, came. He saw me the next day. He was like, yo, Jerome. Jerome. <laughs> he was like, man, listen. Dude, last night, man, I was mad. I ain't feel like laughing to nothing. But you came out and you did Jerome. He was like, man, I forgot that I was mad. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that is it right there. So that yeah. was one of the that was one of the first instances when I started that thing really started to be awakening in me. Uh, and then when I went to seminary after I graduated Virginia State University, I went to Dallas Theological Seminary. And we had a project where we had to creatively communicate 
Uh, Acts chapter three, uh, the gate called beautiful where Peter and John said, silver and gold have I none in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, rise and walk. So I was like, huh, I'm gonna do a monologue. <laughs> and uh, so I did this monologue and my, my professor, Howard Hendricks said, uh, he was like, the class stood up, they started clapping. Nice. And he was like, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is what I'm talking about right there. That, <laughs> and I was like, it was at that moment, I was like, I can do this. Mm. I can do this full time. And uh, I got to shout out my dad. My dad's a pastor out in Virginia. And um, for, his, for, for New Year's Eve, we call it watch night in the African-American church. For watch night, New Year's Eve service. We had a talent night. Now, watch night is when you go to church New Year's and you pray until the New Year's come. Like, you pray into the New Year. And uh, so my dad was like, man, we're going to be in church for a long time. I want to have a talent night. And uh, and I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do another Martin character. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, oh, Otis, I did a security guard, but I taught a Bible principle with it. And uh yeah, so those are just three right off the bat. Uh, I got more, but those are just three. <laughs> Michelle, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Because I just I can't get away from the man pageant. So here's how we know. Here's here's how we know if Jason's a real Christian or not. So in the swimsuit competition, one piece or two piece, Jason, what were you wearing? That's how just we know. We're nothing. Not I'm just playing that. <laughs> No, they didn't. They didn't even have one of those. They didn't have one. Thank God. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was too bashful to be. Uh, to be, even take my shirt off. I'm just. Yeah, I'm. I'm way too uh, social. Way too. I don't want to say conservative because then people that that starts to vibe people. But oh I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a goody two shoes. There it is. That's I'm awesome. Pure. So you had. So you had the. You had Mo Betta. You yeah. had a professor, right? Uh -huh. And you had your father. Right, uh, kind of speak into you early on yeah. and help you. Yeah, three men that that kind of, you know, and I'm sure like Mo, right? He probably didn't. He wasn't thinking that this is going to be what fuels this guy to to keep trucking. He was just being honest about what you did for him. You're exactly honest. right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, and Michelle, you were talking about earlier. Um, that kind of leads into uh, Jason's statement that you were telling me about. What you wanted to dive into that. Yeah, I wanted to know what's the inspiration and the discovery behind, I don't live to make people laugh, I make people laugh to help them live. Like, was that something that you discovered early on? Or was that statement, because it's so profound, did you figure that out in the last few years? Like, where in your comedy career journey did this come about? So if we go back to that class, uh, that that seminary class, Bible study methods. Uh, I called that. I I, call, I got up. I said, uh, "Name of this project is called Serious Comedy." You take it how you want to. And the whole the whole idea is that you got these these two things. Uh, one is is laughing. Like I want people to laugh, but at the same time, I want people to. Take it, take me serious. I don't want, especially in the Christian circle, mm -hmm. especially in uh, the theological academia, 
uh, spheres. It's anytime you laugh, you know, it's, it's a bunch of, uh, man, that thing is packed with uh, Pharisees <laughs> and, and people who don't, you know, if you laugh, they don't necessarily take you serious. So I wanted them to let them know, like, yo, I'm bringing the heat comedically. But I also wanted, to, I also had, I don't know what the, my dog is. Yeah, but I also wanted them to be able to, to respect it in a way, like at, at the onset. And so I, I think sometimes Christians can be very immature to think that laughing is a sign of, of immaturity. And mm -hmm. that's, that's a weakness that people have. That's, that's, that's immature, that idea. So, so I called it serious comedy. And then one day, uh, Michael Jr. And I were, were on the road driving and, and I know he he was like, man, why do you, why do you say serious comedy? And I would say presenting a serious message seasoned with comedy. That was, <laughs> That sounds so whack. It sounds good, but that is so corny. It, <laughs> right. It's so churchy. Yes. Yeah. And uh, thank God for good friends that that is just called. He was like, dude, why do you say that? He was like, dude, that sounds, dude, it, it sounds like you like the struggle that you coming out of just all this church baggage, religious mm. baggage. And he said this, he was like, man, he said, the way that it works, you want to put the funny first. So if you were to take that, and he, I don't suggest that you do, it would be comedy serious as opposed to serious comedy. And I was like, yeah, I do need to come up with something. But I, I what is it that I want to do? Uh, and I was like, man, I, I, so I came up with this, looking at what I did, I came up with this phrase. And that's it. Like, man, I don't live to make people laugh. Like, I don't need your laughter to make to complete me your you can laugh at me you don't have to laugh at me or with right. me brother like it doesn't complete me i don't i don't need it i don't like and some comedians do like that's not us as believers where we should be it's man i'm complete in christ so mm, your yeah. laughter doesn't make me so i don't live for that however i i do make you laugh so that i can help you live and, and mm. to inspire you so that's where it comes from. I think yes. we saw we saw that uh, during COVID is, uh, you know, I think it uh, revealed a lot of what was in people's hearts and and where their identity landed whenever the comedy side of it was shut down and you mm -hmm. couldn't be out there. Right. Giving people an opportunity to laugh. It, I, but I think that it really um, highlighted those who were there to get the laugh. And not give the laugh. Absolutely. You know? Hey, I, go ahead. Keep keep going. I'm just about to hold on. Can somebody? <laughs> like, okay. Here's the reality. Okay. So we, when we're doing these things, we're here at home, right? My husband's one job is to keep my dog, like keep my dogs, like, like make them behave, right, and and keep them out of the room. 
Y'all don't even know. A few minutes ago, he was literally on his hands and knees with a plate full of cinnamon rolls, trying to bribe my dog who is on my feet right now <laughs> to come out. Like he crawled That's in with a, with a plate of cinnamon rolls, trying to get the dog to come out. <laughs> but uh, it's all it's all good. It's all good. We're just all you know, right. we're, we're doing it here. It's real life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so the identity, you know, a lot of people hit crisis mode. Um, not necessarily over the financial part of it. it. It was the fact that that's, you know, people say that here's Jason Earls. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. And then suddenly he's not a comedian because nobody's doing comedy. Right. Yeah. Suddenly the what you've been identifying yourself as was gone. And it really I think tripped a lot of people up and made them have to kind of reflect and go, okay, what am I? Who am I? What do mm. I see myself as? You know, and and that, that was a, I mean, that was a big deal. And I think for me, that was just that reminder in 2020 is what if, what if tomorrow God said, never again, never again, you get to, you'll never go on stage again. You know, do you trust me? Do Is that who you are? Or, you know, is that what you do for me? Right. Yeah, I, man, it's I love it. It's Colossians, Colossians two. It's uh, and sorry if you're watching and I'm sounding a little bit preacher. I'm not. I'm just explaining you just the dynamics of how Jason Earls thinks. In Colossians two, it says the fullness of of God dwelled in bodily form. Talk, talk, talking about Jesus, and then he says. And in him, you have been made complete. So the idea is that all of God is in this, this Jesus. And then this dude has completed you. So, mm -hmm. so God in Jesus, and now you're in him. Like, nothing else matters. <laughs> like, you, yo. And like, yeah. I can fail. I can, I can lose everything. I can lose my family. That would hurt. But life still that doesn't in me right. because I am in him and he's completed me and that but so that's it like yo coronavirus whether it's the delta variant whatever whether yeah, it, it doesn't matter whether it's people booing me drunk people cussing me out at a show it's like yo I'm good now that's not an excuse for me not to work hard and be right. excellent in my craft but it also there's this underlining, this undercurrent, um, current, this underlining current that actually pushes me, mm -hmm. as opposed to the jokes. Michelle at the uh, LOLGCA, it, Jason spoke. He talked about, and I, I said recently on another um, broadcast that how freeing it was to listen to what he had to say. He talked about the fact that we aren't perfect. You know, as comedians, we get on stage and we want to have that perfect set. We want to, uh, we want to, you know, write it and rewrite it, and you tweak the joke until you feel like you've got it, got it perfect. And it, you know, I, I've had projects that I've been pulling back and Michelle knows she's, she's taken this journey because she truly is my life support We're you know, we're there for each other throughout these things. But as you remember Jason saying, you know, it's okay to not be perfect. Like he has an ebook, right. That's out. And yeah. I believe you were talking about the ebook and, um, and he was saying, you know, okay, he could, he could work on that for seven years and try to make sure it's exactly perfect. <laughs> but then when it comes out and there's one typo, he's like, okay, 
I'm not perfect. Neither is my book. You know, like it, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. Tell tell us about that ebook because I, I loved it, man. I love being able to 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 read that. Oh, uh, thanks. So it's it's called Life Cycles. Uh, and so like this morning, my my ten year old son asked me, "Could we ride bikes?" So we you know we got up and that's what we did. Uh, so in teaching him how to ride a bike, when I let him go for that. Like the first time it dawned on me, like the Lord spoke to me like, yeah, you're teaching him how to ride a bike, but the principles apply to you. The yeah. same thing that you're telling him you need to do in your life. And so like life is literally like riding a bike. Like we learn how to ride a bike, like do a certain thing, a purpose, a mission. But then after we learn how to ride that bike, God gives us another bike. Uh, like, did y'all, did do y'all remember y'all first bicycle? Yeah. Yeah. It was a blue one. And we <laughs> lived on a hill on the corner and you could just put your feet out and just go straight down. It was great. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But how old were you when you got that bike? Uh, well, it was a hand-me-down. So, um, Come on. I, I, I started riding it when I was, I think four. Okay. And so by the time you turned nine, did you still have that bike? Uh, Probably would have, except I left it by the curb and the garbage guys took it. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you'd have rode the same bike when you were four and when you're nine, eight? Yeah, yeah, because it was blue and the seat would go up a little bit. Oh, we that's were, right. You we short. Were, My bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Michelle <laughs> could still ride that bike at this point. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. I will tell you, Jason, that the bike I rode at four was not the bike that I was riding when I was 14. <laughs> like, right. So so here's the thing. It's as much joy and excitement that, that one bicycle brought you. Uh it came point for you to go to another bike. And so what God was showing me with my son is like, man, like you learn how to do certain things great at one level. But then when I take you to another level, give you another ministry or another, another purpose or reveal another purpose to you, you have to start learning to ride again. Yeah. But the principles don't apply. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the principles still apply. Yeah, and so, yeah, right. The print the same principle still apply. So it's life is like riding a bike. And it's the idea is looking at the kingdom of God like a little child, like riding a bike. Mm. And uh so that's yeah. what we go through. And it's a lot of fun. It's a fun, I think it's a fun short read that uh that's very practical. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Like, you know, when, when you're when you start out small, you're on a tricycle. You know, and then you move up to the two wheeler with the with the little side wheels, right? And then you get the training wheels off, and then when you get older, you go back to a, a three wheeler. Yeah, it's got a basket for your groceries. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Well, Jason, um, just real quick before we bounce out of here, we always try to give a little bit of advice to to comedians. If you think back to your, you know, laugh support, maybe somebody who um, who gave you a little nugget of information that has helped you along the way that maybe even you still use today? Um, is there something that comes to mind that you would put out there and, and uh, give as advice to up and coming comedians as they start their journey? Yeah. So um, I'm going to give three quick ones. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You're good. No, do what you got to do, man. Uh, I, I remember I handed this preacher a card that said serious comedy and he held, he was like, 
What's the Lord saying to me? What's the Lord saying to me? Hey, <laughs> and I was like, oh, what does he do? He said, as serious as you are about God, God will be serious about your comedy. Mm. And I was like, was he just trying to make something up to tell me? But I was like, yeah, it's what well, the idea is, is that it's seek first God, seek first the kingdom of God. And whatever is necessary for you to do the things that God wants you to do, he's going to bring it to you. Hmm. Uh, and so that's that's been one of my mantras is like, hey, I need to, again, it's not all about laughter. You know, laughter is a great part of it, but I need to pursue God most of all. And God will let me know, you know, when to mention him and when not to mention him. Right. You know, uh, the other thing is, Man, how you present yourself is how people will take you. So, man, present yourself well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're doing a, a an interview, make sure your dog is not like running haywire, <laughs> so you don't gotta stop. <laughs> uh, or make sure you got the best. Not saying everything has to be excellent and perfect, but make sure it's the best that you can do. And lastly. And I, I just got to bring this third one because it didn't get to it in the story. Uh, in terms of life support, I would say listen to your uh, godly wife. And because uh, mm. I can't talk about uh, laugh support without mentioning my wife, Terry. Uh, man, I'm so grateful for mm. that woman. I would not be where I am today if God didn't give me her. Mm -hmm. uh, God gave me favor to do comedy when he gave me my wife. Yes. Yeah. And man, what a difference that makes. What a difference that makes. Absolutely. Yeah. That woman told me, she was like, I will eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm -hmm. She don't like peanut butter. She like, I eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> and tuna fish if it means you serving your purpose and doing comedy. Yeah. Wow. And I like, that's great. I ain't gonna mm -hmm. let you eat no tuna fish. I know peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I would not make her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She's like, you know what? I'm. A, I just want a little snack. Can you make me a peanut butter and jelly? Sandwich? I'm like, nope. Because for me, that symbolizes her sacrifice. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, Jason, we yeah. so appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, we would love to have you back again sometime. Is there anything you want to promote um, before we pop off here? Any, uh, you know, anything special you'd like to bring up? Yes. So I do have that that book, Life Cycles. You can go to jasonrose.com forward slash life cycles. Or just, man, I'm really amping up some videos. Uh, so if you can go to my YouTube page, like, subscribe, hit that, hit that button. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm doing a lot of content about family. Um, so yeah, even talk about some heavy stuff. My wife and I miscarried twice and we just mm. put a video out of her telling her story. So mm. if you know anybody who's miscarried, uh, and just needs some encouragement, send them to my YouTube page and there's a, a video there. Yeah, that's awesome. Michelle, any closing thoughts? Uh, I, you know what, this was so full, mm -hmm. so full, Jason. Um, I did have another question. So, yes. So it's not a closing thought anymore. That's great. <laughs> what is a comedy? Familyologist. So again, uh, here we go talking a lot, laugh support again. Uh, my wife, Michael Jr. And Michael Jr.'s wife, Ebony, we all, we were sitting out eating some, drinking some coffee. And um, 
And I was like, hey, y'all, help me out. Y'all are my closest, the people who are closest to me. Um, I got these goals, these desires that I have, kind of what I was talking about at LOL, um, Junebug. And I was like, I've got these dreams, these desires, and I don't do them. Like, mm. I, you know, six months goes by and they're still just desires. Um, by the way, here's a, one, of, one, one of the guy who discipled me. He told me this just yesterday. We're talking about vision. He said a vision, a vision without a plan is just a dream. A dream without action is just a nightmare or a plan without action is just a nightmare. Mm. So I was having a bunch of nightmares, you know, or, or dreams because I, I, well, it was more dreams. Cause I, it, I had no plan. I had yeah. vision, but no plan. And uh, so Michael, my wife and Michael's wife, they was just like, what is it that you want to do? Okay. We'll come up with a name for it. What like come up with a name that describes what it is that you want to do with this specific group of dreams. And so I went and then we, we kind of set some boundaries. We set like I had to accomplish these goals by a certain time. Mm, and if yeah. I didn't reach these goals, I had to do two things. One, I had to call my mother-in-law and tell her, hey, I'm not the, the, the husband or the father that you think I am that I portrayed myself to be. Ooh. I can't even I can't Ooh. even buy groceries no. for my family. Mm. Can I borrow five hundred dollars to buy my family some food? I had mm. to say it just like that. Oh, the, <laughs> the other one was I had to take my family and spend a night in a homeless shelter, and I couldn't explain anything to my kids. All oh, I could say is, we have to go stay here. And I do that for a night. So it's all right. You say that you want to accomplish these things. Uh, you go do that. So I, I dug deep, Michelle. I, what do I want to do? What do I want to call it? I want to talk about comedy and I want to help people understand family. So I'm like the comedy familyologist. There it is. And I made those videos. <laughs> Start making videos about family. Comedy familyologist. Wow. Wow. So, so, so far you have not had to make a phone call or live in a homeless shelter, correct? Yeah. So it was just, it was just that, that, those, that set of goals. You best believe I knocked them out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Laugh support though, to have somebody that, to help you with accountability because right. it really is when there's no, there's no deadline, there's no moment, there's no accountability, then there's no motivation. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. That's amazing. And Somebody sometimes we, a lot of us enjoy talking about desire, especially if you, if you lack confidence or felt have mm -hmm. some like insignificance or worthy issues. The fact that God's called you to big stuff, you feel good just talking about it mm -hmm. yeah. and not necessarily doing about doing anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. Good. That's awesome, Michelle. Don't you, I, I can see Michelle's wheels turning in her head about a few <laughs> projects I haven't done. And she's so creative. I'm afraid of what she would come up with as my punishment to, 
<laughs> the phone calls and the things I would have to do. That's awesome. Well, Jason, once again, we thank you so much for being on here. Michelle, are you going to scroll across there one more time for us The um, where we can find Jason? It's Jason Earls. Yes, E-A-R-L-S. E-A-R-L-S on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You guys, it's been a pleasure today. I so appreciate you, Jason. You've been a, um, for Michelle and I both, I think I could say that you've been life support for us. We love you. We respect you. And we appreciate your time today. Michelle, that's it, my friend. That's it for this episode of Life Support. I'm June Coulson. I'm Michelle Van Dusen. And this has been... Another episode. <laughs> you add something every single time. <laughs> Another episode of Laugh Support. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>